Hello and welcome to the Tea and Grumpets podcast. I am one of your hosts, Glenn, and joining me this week is guest host and old friend. Hello there. Liam's a very old friend of mine, uh, going probably. Yeah, yeah, we have to really hold back on Uh, going back. Telling stories about you being a git as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Git as a kid and. We should do it. We should. Do it. You could do. We could do. No, no, not really. But you were a kid as a kid. I've got some good anecdotes. If we, if there's a week where it's like I can't think of anything that's good mythology, I'm like, we could do stories of. We were both quite fat kids, so we've got quite a lot of uh, good tales to tell. Yeah, get of a kid who lied unnecessarily a lot. I was kind of oversensitive galoot, like Bud Glenn. Yeah, you weren't that bad. But we're up. Where are the collection of turtle figures? You oh, yeah. <laughs> and the rare Yeah, I would call that, like... If I wrote a book about Glenn as a child, it would be called... We'd be, have a picture of him looking up with his hands near his face, like, the unnecessary liar. <laughs> 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 and mind you, I think oh, all kids do that somehow. Yeah. Talking about that, I mean, this is so quickly <laughs> off topic. I was talking to my wife just the other day. I think I may have told you this before, but... I'm a pretty honest person, pretty open-hearted. But when I was young, especially when I played Daniel Brown at this particular board game, I would incessantly and I would cheat at Cluedo all the time, and in very almost like a almost like a Darren <laughs> Brown level of it, where with complete confidence, somewhere during the debate, I would pick up the cards, look at them, and then I would let the game go on a bit, but I knew what the answers were, and it was just a matter of time. I think I maybe even knew and let him win a few times, but it was like the absolute feeling of power. And I've never had that in any other aspect. Really? Wow. Uh, I don't think, anyway. I don't, you probably can't trust me now. <laughs> No, we were talking before the show. We we used to play this game on the uh, Mega CD, oh, yeah. which is the Sega CD in the States. And it was Jaguar XJ220 Racing. And we'd get to this point where we were doing really well as a team. Oh. And I'd always do like this betrayal. Yeah, Glenn had watched, Glenn had watched <laughs> so much WWF that he he really enjoyed the drama of like, and what's this? Like jumping on their back. Like <laughs> he's turned his back on him. And we never got to win a race. And I was always kind of like nerdily kind of Ned Flanders you're like we're going to do this buddy like reaching up for a high five while he rams me off a road into the, a Monte Carlo like cliff <laughs> yeah and he, he was right I, although I can remember another thing we used to do was um, FIFA Road to World Cup and he Cup tried to score own goals against us no I'm joking he didn't <laughs> that would be too much like, why are you running it into the net? Like, I've turned on the team, <laughs> Liam, as my English player puts on, like, a, a Brazilian top What's as he this? does it. <laughs> God. Oh, but yeah. Well, that was a good guys. opening for a spring Jack podcast, I, I guess. Yes, we are covering uh, the London fiend that is spring Jack this week. Um, if anyone has ever heard of him, you probably haven't. Uh, there's been no big film adaptations made of him. There's been no real books written about him other than a few little bits here and there. Um, but let's start off with, not to put him on the spot, but Liam, what do you know? Well, I was just about to say, well, I know most of what I know is from you. And, and I think that actually people probably would know about him. It's almost like 
the name is so catchy that people would feel like they've heard it even if they never have, in a sense, I think. Because and anything to do with Jack, they could almost, even the sound of it sounds like the era it's from almost because of, you know, Jack the Ripper, you know, 50 or year, odd years later. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I always, I'm trying to remember because I've talked to you so much about it and you were so interested in it at one point. I think I kind of thought it was more like uh, Sweeney Todd in a way, so completely made up. Although I don't even know if that's the case with Sweeney Todd. That's a, maybe a thing for another week. But I assumed it was completely made up or a fabrication. And then, you know, and I, I've got a vague memory of asking you, like, what actually was it? This is before, you know, internet was as... Because you were quite into it even before. I mean, you would have had internet, but I was still mm. kind of like... I probably had a master system at that point still when, when you were into it. And so, I, you know, I, I guess I would have had books on it. But, um, yeah, and then you kind of filled me in on like, oh, no, it was quite a scary thing. A kind of, but almost, but it still did seem like it was a bit of a myth that was fueled by the people kind of thing. And subsequently reading up a bit about it, not to get ahead of ourselves, it seems like oh, it falls somewhere in the middle of like prank the guy out of hand and then also a metaphor for the times and then what with Jack the Ripper coming soon after it feels like it was almost like a precursor um, in the public's eye before something really horrific happened um, yeah the I cases mean, are quite um, hard to define and it was all over yeah. the country so it couldn't have been one person I know that much I think I knew that much you know me, me and Glenna from Suffolk and I follow this website that mentioned that there was a Spring Hill Jack sighting in Suffolk which isn't a million miles away from London to be fair but Liverpool so it felt like a copycat thing almost like you know when people were seen you know wearing clown outfits around America it almost not dissimilar to that in some in some way shape or form but it's very hard to find what the truth although a lot of the testimony does seem really uh, heartfelt <laughs> mm. yeah I mean a lot of people do claim they they, they definitely encountered yeah. him um and you know what he what he would do. I mean, he's not responsible for actually killing anyone. He's more responsible for just like either grabbing at people's clothes or trying to kiss people. <laughs> yeah, that was. And I then mean, just running I got a bit off. ahead of where <laughs> I was, but there did seem a lot of like, like, yeah. like oh my god, this. Because you know, there's also a lot of like he breathed fire, and I remember thinking, well, I mean, how have you accidentally thought that kind of thing? And then it's like he was the devil. He ran me off into the woods and started feeling my boobs and bum. I'm a bit like. The devil wouldn't do that, would he? Probably. Like, he's kissing me all over my lips, like, oh, come here, you. Like, I mean, it just doesn't seem... It feels like it's just someone being, you know, a little bit short short of a rapist, yeah, just... but then, you know, quite a lot worse than just the flasher, you know? Um, yeah. But you should probably fill in a, bit, a few of the kind of dates of when he was first seen, if, if you know him off the top of your head. Uh, you're like, no, Glenn runs away. Well... <laughs> Now, the, the one I want to talk talk about before we get to him is, um, you know, he's he was kind of like one of the later ones because we you had a lot of, around the time the Industrial Revolution right, was happening, yeah. you had a lot of people from the countryside moving into the city oh, to yeah, get work. And, um, yeah, they bring a lot of, like, the superstitions with them. So you got you got to realise, right, is... Um, Those Back, back Do in that, that period, what a country bump if you live, bring to a city. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a witch the other night. Like we don't have witches here. We're in London. No, I saw a witch. Like that's why. That's my nan. Like <laughs> we call them witches. Our way. Turn me into a newt. Sorry, 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 I interrupted. Yeah, you got. You, yeah, you got. You got. 
I think like it, it was only like 150 years before that people were legally burning women oh, at the true. stake. Um, before this happened, it, it's absolutely bonkers. In the 1800s, what, um, you know, in the 19th century, if you if you want, um, is a mad is a mad uh, yeah. century, isn't it? I mean, is it is it more? Yeah, it's a mashing pit of like the old world and the new world's coming together, and you've got the industrial revolution happening, and it's kind of almost like. Um, Imagine having modern day technology now dropped on you and you've never experienced it before. Um, I, I can't think of a, a bigger or may, may, maybe the dynamic shift of the last, you know, the information push. Which yeah, is that's a probably it. Like, it's not, it doesn't affect your lives in a physiological way. Um, no, and you've got this, this all happening in the, the biggest city in the world at the time, yeah. London, uh, which was like the hub of the, the Western world. And you've got all these people influxing and they're bringing all their different beliefs with them. So you're going to have this bizarre stuff start springing up. But he wasn't the first one. There was a ghost. Uh, and it was quite a famous legal case. It was called the oh, Hammersmith yeah, Ghost. Who did, a, yeah, who did a very, very similar thing. Now, what happened here is it was a similar thing. Basically going around being attacked or scared by this ghost. Uh, and there was like, like this whole mythology built up. This had well, this, or was he like... This ghost trying to get on <laughs> the back. He was laying me back and trying to kiss my neck. Like, come here. <laughs> yeah, I think. To be honest, I think he was. A, I think he was. A, I think he was just a, just a bloke. But what ha what happened here is, uh, yeah, this is like 1803, 1804, and he was basically loitering around graveyards. Oh. But someone actually, so someone actually. <laughs> it's not. It's not it's just, you can say oh, call him. Like, come but, here. Uh, <laughs> no, but the thing is, a guy, a guy called Thomas Millwood, right? Um, he, he was he was shot by uh, a guy called Francis Smith, shot to death with a shotgun uh, because he thought this guy who was a bricklayer was the ghost because of his white clothes. Shot and killed him, um, and he, he was convinced it was the ghost. Uh, he shot and killed him, and this this made a legal case for, that wasn't settled for 180 years about um, mistaken belief and self-defence, whether you're allowed to, you know, if you shoot someone in the mistaken belief that they're going right. to attack you, can you be prosecuted for it? And this this comes from the Hammersmith ghost really? murder case, and it wasn't settled till 1984. It's crazy, so yeah. it was a bit complicated and so up it basically, then, like, breaking their ass. If they think you're a ghost... They've got, they're covered. I blew yeah. his head off. Like I thought he was yeah, a whale. And, uh, like, fair enough. God, that's, <laughs> but, so I wonder. How, God, that's yeah. terrible. And did that? You know, ironically, the sightings of the Hammersmith ghost went down after this guy was shot. So maybe it was him. No, but I mean, what happened? <laughs> yeah. What happened with that? Yeah, what what happened is he he got sentenced to a year of hard labour in the end. So like, well, he clearly thought it was someone attacking someone. He just he just right, mistook right. what it was because their ten tensions were high. The guy got off with it right. pretty much. He, he pretty much they said right, you don't have to serve it, but this is your sentence. But the legal ruling was, uh, you know, your conviction would be quashed if it, you could be proven to have the intentions of it was self defence. You're not just going, oh god, it's a ghost and blowing the head yeah, off no, someone you hate. Um, like I, I thought it was the ghost of him that a guy I didn't like broke into my house. Also, the image—I mean, um, maybe you worded it wrong. I don't know, but like being shot to death with a shotgun, like take that, bang, take that. Like one shotgun would like blow the top of the shoulder <laughs> and head off. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. He, all he's done there is he's he's just 
pointed and pulled and then probably oh, gone, oh, oh God, what have I done? Oh, like, it's a ghost. But after that, that's my husband. That particular element of it, <clears throat> what happened with the Hammersmith ghost? Did it just fizzle out as a, as a, as a myth? Yeah, it, there there were no more appearances after that. So whoever was doing what about it, this actually, um, I, 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 we could maybe we could come onto this later. I don't know. In terms of, isn't it a funny time also of spiritualism? Isn't it also ripe as a time for when people were believing in um, uh, supernatural stuff? Because even at the top echelons, you know, who I don't know when Houdini was. He would have been much later, obviously. But yeah, Houdini. I guess that's was actually late. Um, was that more yeah, turn, turn of the nineteen bunker, wasn't he? When, no, but he I mean, you had well. the he Victorian era. Yeah, the the 1880s was kind of the boom of the the paranormal, um, psychic, spiritualism movement. You had the Fox Sisters kicking around. Right, but I wonder. Um, if, I wonder if it came. And you had a lot of earlier in that century, in that I don't know. It was just right for that. Um... Yeah, I think there was definitely definitely a fascination with it. I mean, you know, you got to think at the time the London Police Force was only what in the 1880s, 20 years old. Um, they didn't actually have a police force oh, before that. Like, it was just a night's watch. Like, hey! I mean, it's good to talk to you about yeah. stuff like that because without someone pointing it out, it's the kind of that's the kind of factoid that while I was at school, I'd be like, I don't care. But like to know it now, how small? <laughs> actually, that's all history. <laughs> but like I, to, to know that now, it's crazy that it was only 20 years old. I don't want to get into that, but what did they do for what did they do See, for order in a big city in, I don't know, late 1700s? Just like army you 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 would have had a night's watch but yeah they were basically like um a small militia but um you you certainly wouldn't have had a a, a permanent police watch in place it would have been more a case of like like a neighborhood watch but maybe with oh, clubs see, or something um but it'd have been me and you going like oh it's our turn tonight let's go and have a look around and oh, stuff imagine and, how you the know criminals, you, had... you know the really i mean there must have been some hard as now criminals who just would have said like if you try and get us, well, I mean, I guess some of the some of the vigil for some of the, the the gang must have been pretty hard nuts. But God, it's amazing there's not been a story written about that at any point. Yeah, I mean, it's probably very. I mean, it, it must have been all ruled by gangs at the time. I'd, ima- I'd imagine, because um, yeah, you just you just you just didn't. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a little poof go off in my face. That was an air freshener. Oh right. Wasn't anything else? Um, there's a ghost. <laughs> the ghost in this room. <laughs> um, so yeah, so what what you had at the time was um, you had you had basically had no no police force mm. in place. You had no um, no police force in place, and you had a lot of folklore that was coming in from the city, and you had a lot of pranksters as well kicking around who were doing uh, a lot of a lot of different things just to just to amuse themselves. I mean, one of them. We'll cover him later, but what a person called the Marquis of Waterford, oh, yeah. uh, he was linked to Springhill Jack, but he was famous for actually painting a town literally red. Uh, he went out with just loads of paint with his mates and just painted loads of things well, red. Where was that? that was one of his pranks. Was it a town? No, it was in. I'm sure it was Bristol. It was around oh. that area, um, but it was just this. this yeah, running around thinking it's funny, and you kind of think, how did they even get away with that? Like, I'm just going to paint this red and then we'll laugh. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, the interesting thing is though about about Jack because he, he first appeared in I think it was 1837. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and 
and he, he basically attacked mm. a woman. Uh, when I say attacked, it was more along the lines of he just kind of grabbed this yeah. woman. Um, is is the time scale of his actual hauntings, as it were? They they go on nearly seventy years, and he, even to this day, some people are still reporting seeing and like a bounding. I mean, figure. that is pretty terrifying. Um, there was isn't one it, about. I mean, I mean. Uh, yeah. And also, there's something, when you look at the illustrations of him, it's weird, one of the weird things that comes to mind, now, of course, it keeps coming to mind, is uh, the images of Dracula, actually. Because he, it's, I mean, I'm yeah, sure yeah, very, he wasn't very influenced, similar. but that was, that was written in late 1800s, wasn't it? I always get confused when that was written. When was that written? Uh, yeah, so like, even after Jack was published. Yeah. You know, I've never, I've never actually heard that be connected as a... I always think of that as being written earlier than it was. Um, but the imagery, yeah, the imagery, I, I mean, there is very, a... um, what's the word? There's an erotic charge to them because he's, I mean, in a, in a horrible way where he's like taking these women. It's kind of like, uh, there's, it's this vampiric, like really kind of feeding on lust kind of thing. And the images, and maybe that's what, you know, it's like talking about what's, what sells in the newspapers. But they are a lot of women who are attacked and stuff. There's... Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, he did also cause a coach to crash by just jumping out in front of it. And, and like, there's one laughing. famous image that really reminds um, me of early Batman comics, actually. Although much more kind of grinning inanely. It's almost like a cross between the Joker and Batman with his arms raised high. But I wonder what... Oh, he's, has he got his, his yeah, wings I mean, above his head? He's like, got like, almost like yeah, a skeleton yeah, thing yeah, yeah. painted on so his the chest. the yeah. in the newspapers would have contributed, obviously. But some of the testimony I heard, especially of... There's that one where a woman had the door and it was a knock at the door and it was like, it's Spring Hill Jack, a copper saying, I've got Spring Hill Jack outside. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it was actually I him. mean, what's upsetting about that one? It's all kind of, and again, I think he just was like, come here, baby. Like, he was a bit horrible all over the woman. After, like, breathing fire, <laughs> like, ah. I don't, the breathing fire thing, where are they getting that from? Yeah. Do you think he's smoking? Or do you think, you know, because we've pontificated, I mean... Because, you know, again, to jump ahead, a lot of the things I seem to read are like ideas that it's... And there was a letter written into the police force, was that right? I mean, maybe again, I'm jumping... That said, this is a prank set up by, essentially, Bulling, Bullingdon Club, the equivalent of, at universities. Like, yeah. let's go and wind up these, um, you know, backward, um, you know, bog-brained <laughs> country folk who've moved in. <laughs> Like, and dress up and scare them. And could, you know, even the flame thing, because it's possible to do that. Could it be a thing that they set up? But that seems quite extravagant even for the time, doesn't it? If they would have... Well, that, that's, the, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because, like, you think at the time and you think, oh, they, 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 they're clearly susceptible to it because they're not as well educated or whatever. But you had cases back in the 1970s, 70s. in Britain, where you had, like, um, in, in Highgate, the Highgate Vampire... Where people genuinely believed an actual vampire was haunting that that cemetery, to the point of a man went in there to combat the vampire. Just came out like um, in there. And you had, you had you had news reports there like man defeats vampire what? in cemetery. God. And um yeah 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 there was actually I mean it was the sun, but um but yeah they actually had a news report that this guy went in and fought a vampire in the cemetery. I mean clearly yeah. he didn't. Um, no, I've been there. Beautiful, oh, yeah, beautiful nice, cemetery. Yeah. But it is a very um, spooky area. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So where were the areas in London? Was it West? I can't remember where it was now. Was it all over? It was Clapham Common. It, it, 
yeah, it's Clapham or Peckham as well. Um, surely, um, what do you think in terms of? Do you think it could possibly have been one person, or do you think it's an almost like a form of relatively mild terrorism? Um, I, I, terrorism, I think but it like was political I, I, or like almost like punk anarchy in a sense. Yeah, I think I do, I do think it was probably some blokes it carrying could almost a laugh. Be, yeah, um, because yeah. he. His appearance changes so much, and you know they've got reports of his hands, and he had like they're saying sharp metallic yeah, claws. Yeah, they talk um, about that a lot, don't they? And it, yeah, and it, it wouldn't it wouldn't take very much to actually, you know, scare someone if you just like jumping yeah, the out. Very act of doing something dressed in a strange. I mean, yeah, it would be, I mean, it would, it would be um, shocking yeah, now, someone... and it's not like that would be a horrific thing. But there's nowadays there's no god if if, if an actual Springhill Jack jumped out with claws and attacked you, you'd almost be more likely to think, well, obviously they've made these special claws. You know, you would never believe it even if it was true these days. It'd be the opposite then, where it would be easier to trick yeah. people into believing it was supernatural. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I think it was the fact, um, you know, they, they're saying at one point, he, um, when he when he attacked, uh, he, he attacked someone, he, yeah, when he attacked a horse and cart, apparently he jumped Yeah, yeah, feet, there's one where it jumped. Um, over houses. And it's like, now, is that just exaggeration I mean, you would have to uh, amplify I mean, down through the times? You know, if it's someone particularly athletic, let's say he scrambled, was able, you know, some people are quite good climbers. I mean, I don't know what was there in that particular fence. There's, you know, people can get up a post or a lamppost pretty easy and then, you know, bound over that. But, you know, there's, I find that a bit hard to believe. And there was one where it was like, uh, I read a report and I can't remember because... The reports are few and far... No, there's lots of them, but some of them are vague. Some of them are not attributed to it. There are different time periods. Um, and, you know, they're all reported as Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, one I mean, said, I saw, you know, I think it was actually a cheat because I saw spring marks where he jumped. Like, you can't jump on springs like like a cartoon. Like, he had springs on his heels. Like, <laughs> it dying, just, it doesn't work. It's like, oh, my ankle shattered <laughs> yeah. on landing. The spring went up and took the meat off my shin. <laughs> The meat. Oh god! Imagine, imagine it. Just like he's he's femur like popping out of like. Oh god! Is it poked through the skin? Yeah, this is a good little uh, um, point to. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit worried that when people, if, if you hear about this podcast or if anyone hears it, because we're used to talking to each other about this, that we might not have put context on everything we're saying. Unfortunately, it might just sound like. Uh, what are they going on about? Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, which you know, fair enough. All your listeners are just like, what was that one about? I don't know, you didn't tell me anything really what was happening. <laughs> and all your mate just kept telling me stories yeah, but, about I mean, when you were five you know, kids. <laughs> oh God, no, there's many well, stories there to, to tell. But yeah, you had... Um, yeah, in Oct- yeah, October 1837, you had a girl named Mary Stevens who was walking down Lavender Hill uh, where she was working oh, as a yeah. servant. She was basically been visiting her parents oh, this in the first Battersea. One. Was it all the first and she, Yeah, this is... The Clapham Common. This is kind of yeah, the, the yeah, first yeah. early report of him, um, and yeah, I, I'm not. It's a bit. It's a bit weird why this is linked with Springhill Jack because basically a guy stepped out from a dark alleyway kind of or leapt to her. Yeah, ripped her clothes and molested but her. She and tried does to talk kiss about her. the claws. Actually, um, I think she did talk about. Yeah, she mentions his and she claws. She said it was like he was like the devil and his hands. Um, yeah, that's it. But. I mean, you got to think Actually, at the time Jack, as well. Jekyll and Hyde out at that point as well. 
Uh, Jekyll and later. Hyde would have been 18... Yeah, not much in later, between, but later. Um, yeah, it would have been... It's amazing how many... It would have been happening. I mean, this is actual mythology that happened, then you've got the novelisation things, then you've got the actual reality of Jack the Ripper. It's kind of... You couldn't... They've <laughs> got every version of it, in a sense, in in that hundred years. Yeah, this is two years before Frankenstein right, this okay. happened. Not that Around I... You know, that I know time. things don't go... But, pop, yeah, do you... They weren't in popular culture like they would be now, but... Um, interesting but you got to think i think how dark it would have been as well because you wouldn't have had like no. street lights going off uh, they'd have only been lighting main road so she would have been walking through pretty yeah, much pitch pretty black is, um yeah um so you've got this guy obviously attacking her and it's, it's almost like it's a it's a like, attempt at a sexual assault really. yeah it's interesting actually just to jump back um, to said about the industrial revolution isn't it, isn't it like i was watching something about that dennis nielsen Killers that was on recently, and it was talking about serial killers in general, these kind of things, serial killers specifically, and how, in a way, <clears throat> without big societies, i.e., a city, things like that can't happen. I mean, you probably did have people who serial killed in the past in medieval times, but probably not at the same rate. It's probably it's created by a society, like or or it's a it's a it's a product of a lot of people settling in one place in a way because. It's like there's, you know, things yeah. like, you know, and that being the Industrial Revolution, more people working. It's like all of a sudden there does seem for a psychotic mind or not even psychotic, just a, a opportunistic in this case, maybe, um, that you can take advantage of this. And there must have been a time when the first people were doing it kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think this a lot of this goes back to, you know, human's nature of making mythology out of mm. everything. It's always like, oh, there has to be a backstory, and this is what he's yeah, like. Yeah, I wonder where journalism was um, at the time. I mean, I know you wouldn't have the exact figures on that, but I'm sure there was newspapers all the way through. But is it possible that newspaper print printed journalism was really kicking off at that point, and it was? Uh... Yeah, I mean, you would have had obviously printing presses around there. Uh, this is a, probably about thirty years before the big boom when was, of when the, was you know, the daily writing all his stuff printed paper. When was that? I suppose that would have been when, when did these start that that would have been the 1840s so it would have been around the Dickens well, time as well I went to think he died 1867 so God, yeah I suppose this would have been he would have been probably working for the paper yeah, yeah he would have been working for the yeah, paper at this point um, <laughs> it's like yeah it's actually, oh, actually him behind the whole thing it was bollocks <laughs> no it is <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. The Times was still going around yeah. at this time. You know, the, the Times of London. Um, they were one of the actual first ones to report. Someone wrote in a letter claiming um, of a woman being attacked yeah. in Hammersmith. Uh, yeah, and, and apparently, you know, this guy was wearing claws on his hands, and women had had fits when they, yeah, yeah, they yeah, saw that's him. The, that's the full-on thing. Isn't um, it? How scared. How, the, and it was talking about like people being absolutely, you know, almost having post-traumatic stress from the event. But maybe it was just because it was so out of the the remit of imagination that someone would do something so theatrical and horrible. Do you know what I mean? Because now mm. I'm not saying if someone jumped out and attacked me with a claw, or you know, I might not be a good example, that that couldn't be appalling. But you know, stop, stopping short of actual, you know. I mean, he didn't kill anyone. He didn't really... There were scratches and things, which I'm not saying is not horrible. There was no... 
concussive blows from what I can gather or were there any were there any ones on men that were a bit more violent in a certain way or were they mainly all women that you know of they were they were mainly yeah. mainly all women that he attacked um, which which again goes back to the <clears throat> almost yeah sexual nature of the actual attacks yeah. uh, I say it's like you said it's one it's one grade above flashing yeah. uh, probably yeah, yeah, a couple, a couple of, of grades grade. above flashing because, is probably you know, worse maybe they did do it as a kind of you know it's weird isn't it it's almost like he let's say it was one person initially and essentially it was just out of a kind of well I guess it does relate doesn't it to serial killers you know you know they can be theatrical not all the time that's more of a filmic thing but you know maybe they could have you know displayed all these kind of things to scare the people I mean and then you know use that as almost like a mask to just like oh I just want to you know touch a load of women up it's really quite bizarre isn't it you can't quite you get I, I can't mm. help thinking it's not as um, big as the myth suggests yet even if you think about what the reality of it is it's almost quite creepy it's quite creepy I can't really believe that someone was seen bowing across roofs in a sense no I think um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is you know they may have been a very athletic guy who could just leap a gate or something um, all the police at that point that's, that's like, the thing like, heifers like oh he seems athletic like <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, at the time you know you and I both know that if you, if you put springs on your feet and bounce uh, you will bounce but the landing will <laughs> yeah, yeah, break yeah, right, your legs um, <laughs> that's it you you know you could all the goodwill in the world you're not going to be able really to build good a boot even now have trouble doing that um, Oh yeah, you know, you land wrong. Uh, that's it. You'll, you'll just break your legs. Poor I human. Think, I, I, I bet you that's legs like broke. Someone who's um, <laughs> relatively athletic, <clears throat> getting away quickly. Because if you were, <clears throat> you know, and just jumping over fences, jumping over whatever's there that is conceivable to jump over. <clears throat> I guess. I mean, that's, mm. it's so hard to kind of. What about the, the breathing fire? I that that's the thing. And the that's red the thing eyes as well. Was red eyes um, quite often reported. Yeah, no, the red glowing eyes. Uh, that that's. A, I mean, today you just think nothing of it. It's someone who's got LEDs in a mask yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, how that was done at the time is um, you can't really really explain that unless it was someone who's like you know. Well, a I was fire thinking, eater. was it you know? I, um, I don't know what the science of it where you can you know put something in your mouth and make flame. But I was thinking, you know, the talk of it being students. You know, students then would have only studied a certain handful of subjects, one of them being science. In my actually, now when I think about it, quite stupid imagination, I was like, maybe it's because they were science mm. students. They're like, I know how to make my eyes red, like, I know how to blow fire, like, great, we can go and touch up women and clap on the pommel without. Um, so I don't think it was students, but I was like, maybe there is some, you know, phys- you know, actual scientific way they could have done it, but. Yeah, who knows? Mm. But I was thinking back, like the people who were kind of tra- traumatized. It maybe, maybe it was because you know. Nowadays, I'm not saying you wouldn't be traumatized if you were attacked in that way, but it would be different because you you would have had no. I mean, most people who would have been attacked would never have seen a visual medium represented. You know, they would probably wouldn't have seen any theatre, let alone obviously any films at that point. So your imagination. Yeah, no, this you know, is. You're, you're, for someone to come out and pretend, let's, let's say they were pretending to be the devil in order to sexually uh, assault you, which is a horrible thing. To do that then, when you had no concept of someone dressing up theatrically to do it, 
probably could make you feel like you were attacked by a demon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it was the whole, you know, you tying back into like the Batman thing of like oh, the theatricality yeah, yeah, no. of it's a man dressed yeah. as a giant bat. Um, you know, if, if, I'm sure so you and I, you and I, you and I both are both going. Oh, we we wouldn't. But I imagine if someone did jump out on you, albeit briefly, dressed in something you're not expecting, you probably would be like, oh my god. Oh yeah, uh, you'd be you'd be quite taken well, aback by it. Before you, but <laughs> I'm going to get now you. Now I think about it. I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but now I think about when about 15 years ago, Glenn, I think quite bored, decided to make up that. <laughs> He wrote me up. I don't know. It was. It wasn't a lie. It was a very good one. It was very convincing. I don't know how. Maybe he was thinking of doing it or something. I think he was in a bit. It was Halloween. It was near Halloween, and he said, "Do you know what I've just done? I've just gone out and dressed up." He just felt like winding me up. I think it was pure boredom, and a bit and a bit sad in the marriage you were in at the time, and we're just like. I think I'm going to pretend to Liam that I went around and tried to be like Spring Hill Jack. And it was really believable. He didn't make it sound like I went around and attacked people. He said, I dressed up as like Spring Hill Jack and went around the town, a town in Essex as it was then. And uh, I just tried jumping out on a few people to scare them. And he, he made it so detailed. And he was just like, you know, one of the person he jumped was like, oh, and run off. And I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? He said, another one was like, yeah, come here you and chased after you. So it was all very believable. And now, when I think about the actual Spring Hill Jack, I'm like, I wonder if the guy was not dissimilar to that. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, what? You're going to dress up as a demon and go like, yeah, I'm going to, uh, you know, scare girls on the common. Like, really? Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, and then just like running out. Like, oh, this has all got out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's just, um, you know, where are. <laughs> Where where I live, um, well not yeah, where near where I live, um, you know you've you had people dressed up as before, as like cavaliers standing by the side of the road waving, uh, like an old fashioned cavalier, not a car, um, and just because like they've heard like oh there's ghosts in the area that are meant to be like that, so people have gone and dressed oh, up right. as it, just to literally oh, scare people. Idea, Although I'd probably get scared um, myself like when I played hide and seek, and I get more scared hiding to jump out like <laughs> oh god. I'm gonna scare. I'm scared to jump out on them. Like boo, boo. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's like oh god, what what if uh, what if what if there's a ghost and it gets me thinking I'm a cavalier? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you but... doing dressing up as me? Like oh god. Um. Like, oh no. Is that what people have done around that area? Like, like I'm gonna dress uh... up as a cavalier. Mm. That would freak me out. Yeah, there's there's been a couple. Um, a couple around there, uh, just because it's a it's a strange area and people. A there's, a, there's a lot of like area. weird ghosty sightings yeah, around there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Jack the Ripper murders, which you did briefly mention, they actually had a letter from someone who signed it, Spring oh, Hill yeah, Jack. Yeah, yeah, I do remember um, that now. Isn't that what they yeah. put the name Jack for it? No, no, no. They just made it up themselves. It was no, I think. Made up, uh... Oh no, it was signed. Jack, yeah, it was Jack signed was like Jack, the, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Jack the Ripper. I hope you don't mind me giving myself the trade name. Ha ha. Um, yeah, it's, it's strange, isn't it, how Jack becomes the default name for everything. Yeah, it's, like, it's weird, isn't it? Uh, especially in something that, that, Jack. that era. Um, it was one of the most common I mean, names, I guess. It, it was truly bizarre because there was, there was one report of um, a man who was chased by... This is linked to Spring Hill Jack... 
but he was chased by a man dressed in a bear skin around his garden. Oh yeah. Uh, until until <laughs> and he was basically terrorised by this man until he decided to leave. With the man, the man um, in the bearskin. <laughs> the man in the bearskin was like, "Oh, right. I'm bored oh. of this now." Chased him so around his garden like. Chased him around his own garden. What was he like doing the raking? Yeah. Like, who are you? Just, like, uh, get out! Like, Rrr. like. <laughs> I mean, he's like, oh god, he's dressed as a bear. I've got to take, pay attention yeah, no. to him. <laughs> I think if someone came in my garden with a bear suit, I mean, just the very, the, yeah, it's weird. Just imagine the reality of it. Let's say, of course, let's take for granted it's not a supernatural thing, which I guess it can't be. There's something very weird about the experience of doing, you know, of going through that. You would have thought. Yeah, I mean, you're in the garden, you know, doing your gardening. You turn around, there's someone on the wonder floor where he just like, ah, like growling at you. Like, I've come over from next door, like there was no one in there, like, oh, blimey. Like, <laughs> shouting to the wife, like, call the police. Um, we don't have police yet. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> form, a, form, a <laughs> form a group and call them. Um, so what era was that? <laughs> that, that was during, that was, that, wasn't that put under a Jack, the Spring Hill Jack case, the bear suit? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was linked to him as well. Um, but I, I do wonder whether a lot of these things that were happening were completely unrelated. and They just grouped them all together. It's just um, yeah. like, yeah, this is weird. It just does chuck feel a bit like that. There. It might have been uh, a a century of such well mixture of like you know revolution in terms, even creatively, even in terms of its crime or the kind of you know mm. urban life was rapidly changing. There was no sightings in East London then. There's no sightings. I'm, I'm amazed how often it's not connected with uh, no. Jack the Ripper. I guess because, from what I gather, in a way, the Spring Hill Jack myth has been become a bit of a joke to people in some way, um, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of yeah, interesting it's, it's, factors about it as a as a phenomenon, and the fact that it popped out in other places. Yeah, does... I mean, it was mainly around right, Peckham. That's interesting. So it's south, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. Peck, Peckham would have probably been Peckham yeah, would mainly have been around the Peckham posh, area. I would have thought. Peckham's not like it was now, whereas East London was the main rough bit, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, you probably probably to the point where it's like, oh, don't go there; yeah. it'll beat me up. Spring Hill um, Jack, beaten you do, up by you do wonder. Louts, mind you, saying that what you said about Jack London saying that they'd never touch someone dressed in smart clothes. They'd probably be like, no, that no, yeah, Jack... like, whoa, he's very smart. Best leave him. Best leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, like a bit. Yeah, best yeah. not eat him. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, 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 there was actually the one um, I think I told you about where Spring Hill Jack appeared in front of an, an army barracks, uh, and the people opened oh, fire yeah, that on was him. A bizarre one. Uh, yeah, and they, they shot him several times, and he just. Jumped up and slapped them around the face. I wonder how he slapped them in the face because he must um, have been quite far away from open fire. Like he's like he's running towards us now. Like shoot him again. Like he's he's coming right up to me. Like <laughs> no, shoot him again. No, he's right. Oh, what happened? He slapped me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. the logistics smack. of that anecdote are a bit like what's he doing? Like he's coming over here to give us all a slap. Like slap, 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 slap. Like we just shot you five times. Like oh, there he goes <laughs> bounding over a building. Yeah, like, uh, I think that was that Spring Hill Jack that character. That one reeks like, of like, what? a load well, of no international press like, yet, show but... him, like, just shooting at rabbits or something. Where was the barracks that it was? <laughs> uh, it was in Aldershot, but some people claim it was in Colchester as well. <laughs> that sounds but like The common claim, one is Aldershot. 
Is that barracks? We, that we that claim like, this what as well. Yours, like he slapped us as well. Yeah, it does sound a bit like <laughs> I don't know. Because in a way, it's never pinned the, down what he is. It's just like he bounds across roofs. Uh, across, uh, um, he bounds across roofs. Um, yeah, it just I don't know. It's never it's never quite tight enough the mythology in a way because you're like it's, it's too ambiguous. Any, anyone can fit it to anything in a sense. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a collection of stories. Um, that's that's the thing. It's just and a, a really of good little name, myths that seem to. It's almost like the Spring Hill Jack. Is like I can almost imagine a journalist like, and you say he jumped over the fence. You could almost say he bounded. How high could you think he jumped? Oh, well, it's about a six foot fence. So could it have been ten foot? Like I suppose. I don't know. It just feels like. <laughs> like what about over a house? Like no, you're pushing it now. <laughs> <laughs> And you say he looked like a demon. I said he yeah, felt but... my bum and boobs. Like, can you? Could you say he looked like a demon? Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably how. I mean, it, you think about like wins, only in the last uh... ten years, like the stuff journalists have done to get a story or manipulate the the press. Like, well, I even think of what we just had with that last president. Like, someone said to me the other day, "Have you heard what?" Because I, I stopped watching the president stuff, and it's like, "Have you heard what Trump said now?" And it's like. He said you should inject bleach, maybe, to stop COVID. I mean, I stopped listening to it at a certain point. You know, and to think that kind of thing's happening now in news or people debating, gosh, it's amazing, you know. But, you know, 150 years ago, maybe, you know, a little bit more. Actually, mm. it's more like 200 years, actually, coming up for, isn't it, in a sense? Like a hundred, it's like 190. Yeah, I mean, the last... There was there was a, an actual another reporting in 1986. Of, um, it was a guy broken down just outside of Yorkshire right. in his car, and he said he he it obviously was waiting to be picked up, and he he said he looks up and across the countryside this man was bounding. He said like That's great so leaps, horrible. and again slapped him across the face and just bound <laughs> off laughing. <laughs> it does sound like a, a Benny Hill character. It sounds like. Oh my god, what is this? Oh my god, what's he gonna do? Like smack, like ow! <laughs> it really does. Yeah, it, it does. It's um, it's a it's a very bizarre thing. But he's he's seen all over the country. I mean, Lincolnshire, Liverpool. He was seen a lot yeah, in Liverpool. In Liverpool, they they like to equate him with the devil. That's where he kind of came with the the whole devilish appearance. And that was in like the nineteen hundreds, the early nineteen hundreds. Really? That was when he started leaping onto rooftops. Own. <clears throat> oh my god sorry just saw a football result <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you found oh my something god. like oh my god this is terrible Ludlow is the prime suspect now I'm going to look in um, weird basically <laughs> I told you on Instagram there's this thing called weird Suffolk and um, mm. but yeah I would say um, his, his motive for all of this was either thrill seeking or um yeah there was, a, there was a bit of a underlying I just want to touch yeah. women's boobs aspect well, to go. it. Spring Spring Hill uh, Jack which this is a weird way of wording it. Spring Hill Jack, Suffolk's very own monster, was the shape that shifts underneath children's beds at night, the shadow inside the wardrobe, footsteps on the stairs and tapping on the window on dark nights. But Jack isn't just an imaginary horror, he's been seen by many witnesses. He made his first appearance in London spotted in Liverpool. But in between, he was often found in Suffolk. That seems a bit, a bit loosey goosey for me. But often, how often? 
I guess yeah, that like, he's having a laugh. Look at him having a laugh that. here. Um, yeah, but it's it's. I mean, that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's uh, it, you know, going back to my whole. Ah, oh, I went out the other day and I, I did this and I yeah. had you going. Uh, there's no saying that people heard of this and went, oh, that sounds like a laugh. I might go and do that. Um, you know, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of things like that, and people people have been caught trying to um, fabricate ghosts a lot of the time, like stuff yeah. that's just local legend. And people go, well, I'm I'm going to do it for a laugh. Um, you know, the fact that you probably would get chased these days. I don't know whether anyone would actually fall for it or whether they'd Yeah, I don't it. know. I mean, I don't know what I believe. I mean, I know you did. Uh, you talked about your ghosts um, with Mike the other week, and you. I, I didn't. I didn't hear the whole thing. Mm. I didn't know at the beginning. I'm sure you went over such things about whether you believe in them and stuff. But um, um, yeah, what, what, uh, yeah. In terms of like whether you could believe something actually really was supernatural it's kind of uh touch and go isn't it i mean and and, and even nowadays saying that overnight there's something that could spook me out but if you're out and about and you saw something you'd often i would imagine i would think it was a prank in some way yeah that's the thing well, I certainly mean, imagine if you, you saw footage you know and there's a lot of quite good footage these days because obviously people have filmed more stuff so there's some interesting stuff i follow this thing called uh top fives which is not a very great title for what is a really good they do a podcast now and it will be, um, you know, the best footage we've seen this year. And he's just pretty stupid. He doesn't think anything. Mm. And some of it's really... But, you know, now it's like the best stuff that's like, oh, that, that really does look like something. You almost don't... You, you dismiss almost immediately because you can see how even someone with a laptop can do some pretty good effects of that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I can remember. I don't know if I told you this. Um, I can remember. I, I, I mean, this, this is when I was super bored. I was around one of my brothers for a birthday party and I, I was the one filming the cake footage and cake things footage. like that um the, <laughs> yeah. the, the blowing of the cake and i i actually edited into five frames a person as the cake's being blown out a person walking past the door and looking in and then just carrying on you did that um but like it was yeah well, i did that I and i didn't say anything but no, I did it just just to literally see if my brother actually noticed it, and he did after about three weeks. Um, and I, I I never had the heart to tell him it. I had actually done it. Was it. A spooky thing. Um, like, the weird thing. <laughs> he just thought it was a weird like blip thing on the camera where you see this. You can you see it. like it's a like famous a white... actor, and he's like, "It's a weird thing." I'm pretty sure I see Cary Grant walking past it's... the back went door. Like, <laughs> yeah, he he popped in. Um, but it, it was quite good, and it was I'd only done about five or six frames, so it's like, what what was that? So it would be something you'd have to go through. Um, but he did spot it, to be fair. But again, that, I did that for well, a lot. Because I mean, I there's, there's stuff like there's weird things during, I know, very bad taste in many ways, and it would be like, in Katrina, some when, when the floods were happening, someone filmed, it looked like some kind of weird lizard climbing up a house. Now, I you know, basically, you would have to assume it was doctored. Like a lot of these things... You know, a little while ago, it'd be like, if there's such a thing as a ghost, they would need video footage or Bigfoot or something. But now, I don't even think if you've got mm. good footage of Bigfoot, that would be, it would have to be, you'd have to have a, you'd have to have a, a, a sample. I don't think any video footage would be convincing. Yeah, would, you would. Not, no, it wouldn't be convincing. It wouldn't be good enough. 
I mean, this is different than Spring Hill Jack. I don't, I don't no, think there's many I don't people think it would. in this day and age going, like, I will not believe in Spring Hill Jack till I see filmed footage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, what would, you know, if you imagine today if this actually happened to you and it's just a man bound past you and slapped like, you in the face. I'd be like really confused um, about my life. Should I go <laughs> after him? Like, I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just going to go home and not, not yeah, tell anyone. Yeah, if someone run and slap me, yeah, it's a bit like the tango <laughs> thing that used to be on. But just to slap you as well, like, oh, yeah. I will just slap you. He's some kind of real, he seems like a bit of a git, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he really does. It's the, <clears throat> it's, it's very edging I'm on sure the front. I'm sure there was a case that was a bit more violent anything... that was like, didn't he nearly push someone off something? But then again, yeah, I, I thought there was one that was, there was, there, there, was close one, to the, there was the oh, horse man. and cart one where he caused the crash, yeah. um, and the guy really hurt himself. Um, and that was that was another one. He kind of jumped out in front of horses, and the guy crashed, and he just jumped over a fence and ran off or bound off, as a, as a newspaper man might say. Uh, that was the one that actually gave him the name Spring Hill Jacks. He cleared like a three meter fence or wall. Um, but again, it's it was around, very around the same time that he attacked um, Mary Stevens. It was in the oh. same area. So it could have been just a guy pranking, and he didn't get the attention he wanted for the first time, although I suspect that was actually a different reason yeah. for that attack. Um, and that they, they kind of... He did that, jump, managed to jump a fence. I mean, three metres, though. That's a, that's a hell of a jump. Three metres, yeah. Um, I don't know if... A, yeah, you, that is... Depending if he's talking about like leaping, like hurdling, um, or like jumping up onto a fence. Yeah, that's it. Hurdle three meters. That's not physically possible, I wouldn't say. No, I wouldn't have thought so. That, that that's just ridiculous. Um, but that's that's the thing is around that time as well. The the mayor of London, he was getting lots of letters, like, and I mean, a lots of letters telling stories about uh, people being attacked, or that they've seen the ghost or the devil, and a lot of them were like, "Oh, they're these." pranksters going around London there was a lot of outpouring of pranksters going around London doing weird wacky stuff and people were complaining right. about it um, a lot of it was in suburban London mm. as well um, and that, that's the thing is how do we know it wasn't a case of um, you know a lot you had that the happy yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, didn't yeah, you yeah, yeah. For like ages. a kind of primitive uh, it could again have, more kind of like the people who are doing it might be this is so new almost like an artistic movement you can imagine a load of art students being like no we'll be demons and we'll yeah what are we gonna do we won't hurt them just give them a good slap around the face like what about the women like maybe you squeeze their boob you know not to or maybe that just <laughs> out of hand but that, that, you know that does those women seem particularly traumatized by it yeah i mean you gotta think at the, at the time as well though is um it was at the, yeah around the time of the eighteen thirties. You know, rape wasn't even a thing. It wasn't illegal. It was no, it wasn't illegal. There, you know, that wasn't. It wasn't actually made illegal until eighteen ninety eight. It was actually put in as a crime. Um, that you, it was that was a crime. So you had kind of like a lot of these women were kind of defenceless, really, um, and at the mercy of having That's this horrible thing happen. All you could do so... was complain. So that's like yeah, and that, that's when it was that's actually made. That's Jack, illegal. That's it was Jack only Ripper, 1986. So technically, yeah, they could, have, they could have raped the prostitute, and no one would have ever been convicted. 
No, it's just been where you're a prostitute. That's that's kind of that what's expected. That must have happened all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to think about it. It's only it's 1986. Uh, it's actually made illegal in the UK that you can be prosecuted no, for no, raping no. your wife, and that's 1986. Yeah. That's crazy, absolutely crazy. That you're just like, <clears> well, <throat> got away I mean, with it. Yeah, you're, you're no, married no, to no. him. And in a way, it doesn't surprise me just because of the complication of how people just didn't touch people's marriages till now. You know, it's like. You could almost do anything in your mm. your own home. It's terrifying thought, but it's amazing how it's amazing how quickly yeah, things yeah. change. I mean, especially as we're in this time now, like there are things you might joke might have joked about five years ago that you wouldn't even think of now that aren't acceptable. Getting onto another subject here. Liam deletes deletes a lot of those messages. <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't agree with the yeah. views here, Glenn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, one where he, he said, uh, oh, well, this Me Too movement's doing my head in. <laughs> well, uh, no, I yeah, am joking, of course, of course. Well, I can tell you that, you know, my older father, he made a joke, but I'll never tell that to anyone. Apart from you, I told it to. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Don't mention it here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It was, uh, you know, a misguided, misguided observation. An observation. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got onto this. Like, oh god, we're in, we're on sticky ground. <laughs> <laughs> so I oh, know the censors are going to have us. It's like, there's no censors for podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, thank goodness. Oh. <laughs> oh, like you can't put that out, Glenn. Like, why are you telling me that? You're like, cut to, cut to your, like, you. sorry, I was about to say your five listeners, but you say 80, 800. Um, yeah, cut, cut to my... I'd love to cut to, like, like, well, I've had enough of this, like, thanks. Like, spitting out his cereal, listening to this, like, <laughs> like who is this guy? I never <laughs> like, understood a God. word of this in this hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it does go, it does go back to the you know at the time it's it's such an alien time as well that we we can look at it through an obs- you know our own time and going mm, well why would you behave like that but we weren't a product of the no, time I mean, either we <clears> don't know what it was no, like no exactly um, i mean and the way you know, it had a it, was. Effect, it almost feels like as i say like you know when this i wish i could find that letter someone wrote in a letter saying i'm telling you this is a group of um <laughs> Big posh snobs like gathering together, like young boys at university, on a wind up basically. But if you assume it might have been, yeah, <clears throat> not quite an artistic movement, but a bit like punky, like almost like a kind of experiment with how you could. I don't know. I'm trying to think of an equivalent. Like, I guess they could never have been in control of what the media would have done with it. And there's too much lascivious actions in the people like grabbing the women and stuff for it to be. I mean, that one where it's like I've got Spring Hill Jack it's out here. Me. Like that one's really creepy for some reason. Yeah, it's the fact he was luring her out into the, it was like, like, the street. It does feel like um, he's trying to terrorise people. But in a way, I'll tell you what, I, I almost think if someone was doing that and it was like no one was really trying to catch them as such, why didn't they do it more? Because it doesn't happen, it's not loads of it. Mm. That's what I don't quite understand. Like that, That's the thing. Is, is it the, even the possible? About, like, uh, is it even possible? Fire? That it was completely manufactured by a press, by a journalist. I mean, I think. I or think the knock-on effect. You know, where... there's enough. 
you, you know, people grabbing people off, the, gra- grabbing enough people out of the street, you know. Oh, his hands were cold as ice, you know. Okay, can we bend that to, you know, he had hands that were like metal claws, like whoever this woman is, is she likely to go like, oh, I just want to say, that's not what it was. <laughs> I don't know, I don't yeah, know. She's, she's just going to be like, can I, can I have more chili? The more you like, talk yeah, about yeah. it, and you, you're trying to, you talk about Springfield Jack, you're trying to get to like, what is it he was? And it just seems to be hard to get away from it. It was like uh, uh, a fabrication or a kind of, he acts as a metaphor for just like, kind of like twats who go around like feeling up women and like jumping on and out on people like, boo. Mm. Yeah, that, that that's it. It's just, he, he wasn't actually standing for anything. It wasn't like a, a strange reign of terror. It wasn't like Jack the Ripper where... You know, he's, yeah. he's you thing was, he was yeah, very yeah, real. You, and you could even left... argue that the press had a big part in what making him what he was as well. But was it not like, you know, it almost makes you think if the press were kind of making this story so like it was almost like a comic book they were creating. I mean, the way that the illustrations are perfect for it. Um, and then comes along Jack mm. the Ripper and it's like genuinely journalists must have thought, oh, God, I hope, you know, the kind of scumbags it could be at that particular era when it was like you know the money that could be made from journalism i bet they i bet they i bet they i bet they I mean, never around the time of almost now, around the time of jack the ripper that was when the penny dreadfuls of spring hill jack started right. coming out so uh, that penny was dreadfuls already like a cheap in victorian the comic yeah and that's when the, he kind of coming out coming out um you know, to the point that he was so famous in the, the cheap literature at the time that the Punch and Judy shows, the devil was renamed Spring Hill Jack in some of them. Um, and you think of Punch and yeah, Judy I've as this quaint Spring little Jack pop you know, up as... English seaside thing. Well, I think Spring Hill Jack as an illustration is used as the devil after that in time. Like, there's something, the bounding nature of it. There's something, it's a very interesting mm. detail bounding. It kept making me think of the... The Blair Witch, um, as well, they use that kind of suggesting it's, I don't know, very, I don't know, it's a creepy detail to put in bounding along. Yeah, it, it's, it's a strange one, it's the bounding one, particularly. Um, you know, and he has been known by several other names as well. I mean, he, obviously, the Peckham Ghost was one of his other the ones. the same ring, does it? Like, and, and there was, should we go with Peckham Ghost or Spring Hill Jack? Like, well, I know what one I like. <laughs> <laughs> like which, which one snap? Which one stands the test of time? Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, and he had another one. I've heard him called Sprungold as well, um, which was exactly exactly the same thing. But again, it's it's uh, the the strange thing is it's it's like a a strange horror story where the actual villain is rubbish, <laughs> um, and it, it's like what what does he do? It's like he he might slap you in the face. It's like and it's like if you got if you're booby enough, he'll, he'll grab those. Like, do I have to be a woman? No, he just likes flesh. Um, you know that that's kind of the extent of what he does. Uh, I think it's more. I think with this, what fascinates me so much with this is the fact that um, I don't. I don't think he was real. I don't think it was a, a demon mm. terrorizing people. Um, I think it was the fact that he had all of this story and narrative built up around him. Um, that probably just comes from little scraps and then like you say it's been elaborated on by journalists they've built on it um, because it's probably a slow news yeah. day or oh that'll shift some papers um, <sighs> and it's just stuck 
It's a strange little horror yeah. ghost story, a lot like Sweeney yeah. Todd, um, that's stuck in the... You know, there's so many of these in London, in London history, yeah. these weird little... I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't things know happening. You know, much about the Sweeney Todd one. I don't, there's no truth in that, is there? Is there a kind of vague connection with something? I, I don't think there's... Yeah, there, 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 there was a, there was a barber, but he wasn't like the demon barber of Fleet Street. I think he was just did it once, and it was like arrest him. Right, he killed right. someone with a razor. But the Spring um, Jack you know, thing is, it's like, back it to like, works as like as an image. It works so strongly, and and somehow it retains. A, you know, I've been reading it, and I'm like, oh, it just sounds like a load of rubbish. But it does retain a little bit of fascination, like. Yeah, that, that, it's, that's it's, the it's thing, those little though, details. It? The it's, idea um... of someone bounding across, like it works in a piece of, it's like a character that's not been pinned down to a great story, but you're like, oh, it stays in your brain. A bit like Freddy Krueger or something. I mean, I know that I know people love that film, yeah, and, and it is it is great in some ways. Although I've, I've never liked it when I've watched it again, but the the image of him is like, ah, oh, it really works. <laughs> um, it's a great fictional character in that way, I guess. Um, yeah, he's he's he's, but it's it's odd. It's again to go back to like uh, let's say let's say mm. Jack the Ripper, okay? Um, Jack the Ripper. You and I both know. Yeah, a bit no, about yeah, you know a lot more. Say, but, we're um, not experts, but enough. Um, you know, you 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 have the canonical five victims, but you and I both know there were people before and after being murdered in very yeah, similar ways. Yeah, and even ways. some people debate two of, two um, of those. These ones, five. Yeah, and that's the thing. So I'm like, wait, well, he could, possibly could have murdered yeah, thirteen, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's. People are like, no, these are the five he definitely did. Um, it's almost like they have to have like a, a proper law established, like, no, this is it. This is what he did. This is the, well, the narrative. Yeah. And I think that does go back to human wanting to tell well, stories. You know, there's another famous series of murders the year before Jack the Ripper called The Torso Murders oh, yeah, in London. That? I don't know about it. Um, Maybe I did. Yeah, the uh, head, headless torsos are just being left on the embankment. Um, they were quite ritualistic, but the, the, the five or six five of these six. were left. And did they identify the, the bodies? Yeah, eighteen eighty-seven. No, they couldn't. They couldn't identify who they were. They were just well, headless. And they were these nude, headless torsos they... had been cut up. They were nude. They were all nude, but they were just dumped that along is the embankment. Really terrifying. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's just as grisly as Jack so, the Ripper. More um, but are certainly consistent. I wonder how many there were. Yeah, and that's it. It's, it's worth reading about, but because the media me. didn't grab onto it as we much at the time, that one and do thing, um, it? it just. I feel like I should have come with more. Stuff. Yeah, it's very, very, very but, um, interesting. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I, you know, that book, really brilliant book. If uh, anyone wants to read about Jack the Ripper, I'm not saying it's definitely true, but by Bruce Robinson that you read all of, and I started reading, mm, which was so yeah. thorough, and it had a very big agenda. Me. Like I know who it was, <laughs> and I think he makes as convincing cases I've heard. Anyway. But he does a lot about how ripperology yeah, it, has become such its own industry, which, of course, there's no such thing as Springhill Jackology. There's, it's not big enough a thing. But maybe if it was, people would... Um, but, you know, with ripperology, there's almost a... Uh, it's almost the whole industry is built on not finding out who he is kind of thing. And, you know, he's got ideas about, like, it being kept because of that and to do with Masons. I also wondered, you know, how people say about um, Jack the Ripper potentially being a Mason, you know, uh, and that... That, that mm. it pushed the level of like, well, they all knew that it was someone in their ranks. Maybe some of them knew who it was. This is what his argument was. But I wonder if, you know, a load of... I mean, I know Masons aren't necessarily posh, for want of a better word, but they are a kind of an exclusive club. 
if that has some relation to the, Jack, the Spring Hill Jack as well. You know, not Bullingdon boys, but kind of like it's in that ilk as well. But no, it's, it's much it's much too frivolous for a group of Masons to do, uh, probably looked down on that more than they would have done Jack the Ripper in a way. Like, I'll do something more full on than that. Yeah, that that's it. It's um, it does seem like it was it was based around the prank, and I I don't think. I don't think it was anything supernatural, but I do think it was just as no. fascinating. I, I, I yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, but it again, is, it's, it's fascinating. It's just... Reading about it, obviously not as much as you. I should have done more. I didn't know we... Because we tried to record this earlier, didn't we? In the, earlier in the week. and then... That's right. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I wonder what we could uh, do next time of this ilk that we'll be able to talk about that we both know a bit more about, perhaps. Or maybe debate where we don't need the fact. Yeah. It. It's a shame you you did do ghosts in general because I think we could have had a good few things. Oh, things we could do that. another episode on ghosts. As a, you uh, some, did you? Because I, I don't think you talked about your stuff when you was living in your house. That stuff. No, um, no, they, they, those are stories. I've only mentioned a, a couple on the podcast, but um, yeah, I, I, can, I can ascertain that I have had several unexplained things happen that I, I'm not really sure whether they did happen, well, but I thing, think they did. I think nowadays, a um, memory of something that could potentially be supernatural, you can write off pretty quickly over time. There's... Um, mm, yeah, you can, if you buy yeah, yourself. There was, um, um, there's a really great film, I don't know if you've actually seen it, it's M.R. James, a ghost story writer that I really love. And there's lots of good documentaries. Uh, Mark Gatiss did uh, a great documentary about him. I don't know if you've read any of them, but there's an old black and white film and it's called Whistle and I'll Come to You, My Lad. And it, it, all of these stories have an academic who have some supernatural experience at some point, normally at the end. And they're normally quite mm. subtle, but full on, like, I don't know, reaching down to get his water and feeling something hairy with teeth, that kind of thing. And then it kind of... And his one is he, mm. you know, he has this bit, he blows this whistle... He reads it in Latin. He finds this whistle. It's on the, they're always set in Suffolk as well, which is, appeals to us, I guess. And it said, uh, "Whistle and mm. I'll, um, whistle and I'll come to you." Basically, it says on, it says on this whistle. And then over the nights, various things happen. And he's this academic who actually doesn't believe not only not in ghosts but anything uh, metaphysical. So there's no point in believing. Where I'm not like that. I'm not like Stein. I, I believe there are things that we don't know about. Um, it's a, yeah, yeah I, and I so, think so it's not necessarily God, but it might just be energies in different ways, or I don't know, the, the fourth dimension or something. Again, things I don't know enough about. But when people talk about science, there's clearly some mysterious things there. Anyway, so when he uh, at the end of this thing, he sees something. Actually, he sees an apparition in his room, and it's not. It's just it's just sheets coming up as it's written and as in in a short film. It's just incredibly beautifully done, but very realistically done. And really, there's no mistake that something is happening and approaching him. And it's very terrifying and he's completely shocked because it shakes his whole world. Anyway, I saw an interview with the director of that, that film. And he said, oh, what do you think happened to this poor Oxford Don after, you know, who believed in nothing? His world would have been shattered when he went back to Cambridge or whatever. And he goes, no, I think someone like him would have somewhere down the line. And I think this speaks of everyone who might have had an experience although he was an academic who didn't believe in anything, where he would just be like, somewhere down the line, he would have said, no, I mean, I did believe at that point that I did see the sheets rise up and approach me, but um, I couldn't have done, so I must have, something I ate, you know, it would have gone down the kind of 
uh, undigested mm. bit of cheese like uh, Scrooge talks about. So uh, yeah, I think I think I think yeah, someone would right, yeah yeah, yeah no, whatever it was. Um, I think you would have to. But there's one with me and Daniel Brown again, Daniel Brown, and uh, it was right out front of his house, and there was a sheer drop because there was caves near where we lived, and you would. It sounds That's more right. glamorous than it was, but it was a sheer drop behind a fence. And we were playing around in this fence, and there was this lady standing there. We came around, and there was a lady standing there, and she was in very old-fashioned, uh, what's the word I should use? <laughs> traveller cl- traveler clothes. Attire. So, like, very old-fashioned, like she would be in an old caravan. Um, very dark, dark-skinned, dark kind of um, what would have been said uh, uh, gypsy in the past. Um, like Glenn's mm. like, I've got to burn this tape now. Um, and we came around and we saw, and she was just standing behind the fence, staring at us. And it was really odd. And we, we were, were unnerved because we immediately knew we were only about eight. How could she get up there? We knew the houses were there. Yeah. And I think she had a dog with her, and the dog was standing there staring. It's like a big Alsatian thing. And we and we were playing about, and we were trying to be confident in front of her, and she just stood staring behind this fence where there was a drop. And there was loads of ghost stories about there. Certainly not about um, a Romany woman, but, but um, she was just staring at us and um, behind behind this mesh fence. And we went in and we were like, I remember Daniel Brown being like, that was a bit weird. Like, he had a weird thing that he, he didn't want to talk about it. And I remember th- that making me unnerved that he didn't want to talk about it. And then we popped her head out of this little bush and she'd gone. And we didn't really talk about it again. I think I did mention to him again. And he said, yeah, that was weird, but as time's gone by, I'm like, do I even remember that as it was? And it was, I remember the memory being like, how can she be there? Because um, we both saw her and it's like, how could she, she climb up there? Because it, it was a part of behind the fence. It would just be straight down into roots of other trees and stuff because there's chalk caves. Yeah. Yeah, strange. I can, I can remember, um, funny enough, about that area you're talking about, and I, I know um, it quite well. well. D- down in the park um, or the one used... more where we, used to, where we did air rifle shooting with your dad, where I was like Robocop? Yeah, round, round in that area, but a lot of people used to actually say, um, they, they used to see a pilot running along there as yeah, well. Yeah, apparently Did you ever hear that? a plane crashed there. That's yeah, right, during the war. God, I wonder, I would love to know... <laughs> You know, there's loads of houses built there now. So I'd love to say, like, go and knock on the mm. doors. Like, do you know that everyone thought it was haunted, this cove? <laughs> um, and also people said, you know, more scary than that, that these chalk caves would collapse at some point. But, um, yeah, it was spooky, though. They, they, they used to call it the cave. Do you know your house is subsiding? No, they were. Yeah. There were holes in, like... I mean, it was very unstable ground. It was scary ground. to go up there. It was um, spooky to we... go up there, I have to say. I was always I was always scared to go. Yeah, there. It was... but then you know, the spooky places. I can remember climbing across the the caves, as it were, because mm. it was a bit of a climb, um, and I, I only did it once, and I climbed all, all, like, all the way along from near you across. Weird. Yeah, it was quite adventurous. Yeah. It was like being in Indiana Jones, well, though. I have to say, it was. Yeah, it really was, and I can remember there was a fox skull up there. Oh yeah, um, did Siobhan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, do you yeah, remember yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, but Siobhan, our, our mutual friend from childhood. Um, yeah, she she got took this fox skull. It might have been just a, a jawbone. Yeah, that, we used to find those. Maybe, but you there used was to definitely find dead animals in the countryside. God, it sounds like we grew up and bloody like. 
Alabama, like, back where we're from, we're... Um, no. Yeah, but another one, I can, I can remember, God, completely off topic, mm. but I'll tell the story anyway, is uh, I don't remember if you were there, but there, um, we, we heard a story that a woman had buried a man at the end of their garden, and we actually went and dug up <laughs> part of this end of the buried garden. buried man? <laughs> Yeah, uh, we actually went went there and dug up part of this garden. Um, we're arrested, and you know we kind of dug. Yeah, this no, but uh, this we, friend we of ours, this, she did this have friend the body of ours, there. she was she was a bit older <laughs> than us, and she had a. We all, we both had a macabre like supernatural interest, but hers was like she knew she had us in the palm of her hand, and I think she had us a fair amount mm. of um, bull poo. Um, but we lapped it up, to be honest. Yeah, that's it. It's um, the fun, Do you know the funny when I thing dream, was, you know actually, that bit where I can remember sit and like put cans in the road so cars drove over them. I and that and and, and you know as yeah. you go over to the Morden Court <laughs> side where we saw Daniel Brown and there's a a walk. Sorry, this is really boring for anyone, but just we live we live in a council we live in we live in the countryside, but we're we're townies more than country people because it's. The countryside is right next to us, but we're we're kind of London Oversville, a council estate in the middle of the countryside. Nevertheless, yeah. Um, nevertheless, it's got a creepiness to it. To me, I dream of when I dream of something spooky. It's often there. It's interesting. I always think. I have dreams where I'm walking home yeah, at that, night, that, there, and um, yeah, a lot of my dreams are set around there. I have to say, which is weird. It's like you'd never lose the place you wandered about as a kid. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was a very, a very creepy area. I mean, the amount of stuff we thought we oh, saw. Oh yeah, I was ashamed we weren't. Um, I wasn't on there well, we, for your Borley one because we could have. That, that was. I mean, that was quite disappointing yeah. that trip up to Borley, I have to say. But I kind of feel like going up there again. I'd say. That's that's the weird thing, though. Is we did go up there incredibly early, um, and we just hung around well, in I mean, this what graveyard. What we should have done was what would have terrified us. Because see, I never found Borley. Sorry, I'm jumping. This is uh, an extra for the podcast before one. Um, when we went up there, and I've subsequently <laughs> seen the church. And actually, it's very ornate the way the 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 tree the trees are covered. And I know that there are people who say that the church or church is haunted as much as the rectory. But you know, when I go up, mm. to, there's a church near, much closer to us, called Chilton Church, right in the middle of a a load of factories and stuff. And I've always found that an incredibly creepy church. Um, but funnily yeah, enough, that, I've never that seen yeah, that, that's in those just... places. I mean, I've never, I would be lying if I said I have. Whoa, just had a big firework outside. I can, I can remember a story my brother told me once. Paul, it was about, um, about, yeah, it was the both of them when they, when they were driving, when they used to go around driving around town a lot. Um, I can remember they told me they went to a, a church and she, uh, it was the the little version of the village we grew up in. Um, okay. Oh, do you not like to yeah, give away the places? Uh, Sorry, I'm yeah, like, yeah. You're talking about jam, right? Oh no, no, I, I can say it, no, <laughs> no, no. It's just it's, no, it's not going to have any relevance to any relevance to anyone. But yeah, it's basically a place called Little Cornard. It's um, probably five miles yeah. from Borley, uh, which is like the. The village, I suppose it's like a village next to our village, which was like, this is for the London. Yeah, though. yeah, it's actually probably um, closer to Essex. <laughs> yeah, I can remember they, they, they told me and they, they were straight faced about this. Uh, and it, it wasn't like to scare their little brother, but they told a story. They, they basically, they'd driven up there to mess about. <laughs> they muck about, um, yes. 
<laughs> they can't swim. They're um, uh, <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> and uh, they, they'd knocked on the church door, and something apparently just banged back oh, the yeah, other side. Yeah, I mean, even um, just hearing that as an expected. Yeah, well, we could have just been someone like Borley Church used to have open doors at a certain point. You could go in there. You know, mm. churches are. Remote. If there's a banging mm. on my recording, it's because. Um, there's a ghost banging on my front door. No, there's firework. There's fireworks um, like, hey, you. going off, and the fireworks this year seem particularly loud. I don't know if it's. Um, I wonder if um, Liam Liam hears something in the distance, like fetch a light. I've caught spring like, okay, right, in the street. Like, you touched my balls and bum <laughs> with a big old wet with a big metal claw. <laughs> like, ow! Sorry, I'm being clear. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Um, you know, I've got this terrible thing at the moment, and I'm having to do it now, but I'm doing this calorie counting thing, where it's like, I'm not calorie, I'm counting calories so that I see what I've got at the end of the week. Anyway, it means I have to write down, even if I have a drink of alcohol, and I've had a wine there, and I've got this thing where sometimes I've gone into the wrong thing, and I've like sent it as a text message to like Jess or my mum, like, so they'll get a text like, <laughs> glass of wine, 250. Like, they're like, what? <laughs> Or like Switz. Um, sw- this is a genuine one I did to. I think it was. I think it was Jess. Like sweets and bits, one fifty. <laughs> sweets and bits. I think I must have ate some scraps of Pearl's dinner. Like, I guess I'll just round that up. <laughs> anyway, what I was going to say was, <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of fireworks banging off outside. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say about Borley Church. Oh, oh yeah, but apparently you could go in. You know, churches were easy. You know, sometimes doors would be open. Um, they could go in there, and my brother, Paul, and Mark, my, my oldest brother, God, I'm giving all their names, their addresses are, and they went up there. But where they went up there, and uh, my brother Mark and his friend kind of shut the door on my brother in there and just, like, wouldn't let him out as a joke for, like, ten minutes. In, like, you know, what was he was... I mean, oh, I, I don't know how old he was. But I would have been utterly terrified. But when we went up there, it was, I think, what was weird, we went, I think it would have been spring. We went up there about, we must have left about six. And there was something about just driving. I wish I did more, we did more of that. We only did it to go up to Borley. And to get on a bike and ride, and we were both, I, I can't even remember what period of our friendship it was. I don't know if it was like the tail end, you know, like when I was going out with, were we at was we at, uh, were we at Sudbury Upper School? I, I'm, sure we, I'm sure I was about... I was about th- yeah, I must have been about 13, I thought might have been I a think. bit older. But anyway. Yeah, maybe, maybe a bit older, but it was old enough that we could learn how yeah, to Yeah, but what happened? I think we had to. I, think, I, th- I remember telling we, oh. we would do. You know, we were going to go up there. Yeah. <clears throat> and it must have been spring because it was light. <clears throat> and I remember thinking mm. it was so dewy and we would, drove up there and it, it was almost a bit boring. The journey up there was the most fun bit in a way. And then we drove back and there was a old man walking back and somehow I think even me and you have talked about like oh it's weird that old guy we saw but essentially we met an old guy who said it's a load of old bollocks there's nothing there and we're like oh really old man he's like yeah really I've never seen anything go away <laughs> yeah that was it and he was just like he told us about a retired army major who would dress up as a nun sometimes to chase people away which I found oh, hilarious God. um 
Yeah, there's this like this image of this old military man, like right, get the nun outfit. There's someone like, in the churchyard. Like, I'm putting on that wimple again. Like, oh please, we're watching telly. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's loads of interesting Suffolk, and I told you. I mean, this is a whole other thing, but weird Suffolk pointed out a great little corner the the story of the <clears throat> the Buer's dragon. Do you know in you know a little corner dragon? Do you know that now? That myth has become so solidified that in a, uh, a hill, a hillock part of Bewers, there is a stone dragon put into a side of a wall. Yeah. Really? And did I tell you the follow-up? I followed it up, what the mythology of it was, and they reckon... Because that's got the stour there. Does the stour run into the Thames somewhere? Or... Uh, and they yeah, reckon does, that there's yeah. something about it where they reckon that Henry VIII, the period that people thought that there was a dragon, or one of the kings, it couldn't have been Henry VIII, had, um, in their plundering of other cultures, had got, like, baby crocodiles, and one had escaped through the drainage system, and they reckon it had gone there, it had taken a few sheep and maybe a few children, and it was like, it's a dragon. Uh, and they had died of starvation or was killed by locals, but there's not any official records, and that it got down as far as viewers, essentially. Yeah, I suppose if you if you're not really used to seeing <clears> those kind of animals. Yeah, I mean, if I saw a crocodile, you probably I might would go, go in one of the lakes around here. I'd be like, Pearl, let's go. <laughs> Where's my daughter? I'm giving yeah, away everyone's names. Yeah, like, I feel like, like I'm a, a grasser up in the McCarthy witch hunts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say we yeah. covered it all, but I think but, we were essentially a collection of um, digressions, but I guess maybe it always is to some degree. Yeah, it, it always is. I mean, uh, there's so much more you could uh, you could talk about Springhill Jack. I mean, I think next time uh, we'll, we'll pick something that's a bit well, more Well, or, 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 or um, even something but that's easy to pick up. I, I really recommend, and all those billions of listeners out there, I watched Ghost Watch the other day, and I think that is worth between me and you a reassessment. It both could be both funny, and you should watch it again. Like, uh, and if you do, we should plan ahead, and I'll rewatch it again because that was a fascinating watch. Um, Ghost Watch again. You you haven't seen it since it was on, or you've seen it once? No, I haven't seen it. You since, must see um, it, and it, you know that no, is such I've, a cult success. I mean, I don't know how many people listening would have would have seen it. And there's lots of issues with it, but I, I watched it again recently. It's probably the third time I've watched it since it was on telly, and uh, that'd be good. Or maybe something specific like that, or, or just something we can talk about for longer, maybe. Because we can, you know, do a boxing one at some point, but that's not in the same theme as this. All the people enjoying the well, ghosts. Like, oh, I do like it when they talk about ghosts. Like, what are they doing next week? Oh, they're doing a heavyweight boxing one. Like, I'm not listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> Too much of a jump of uh... Mind you, that Rumi's Corner on YouTube, he jumps around to subjects like, I'm going to do Twin Peaks, and next week I'm going to do the career of George Foreman. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. oh. But just, just to wrap you up uh, oh, yeah, with, with Spring Hill Jack, I'm just glancing through the stories on the internet, and um, here's my, here's my favourite one. Is uh, perhaps Springhill Jack is a demon? Maybe a person recently turned into a demon and was enjoying his new powers. Perhaps he's just the ghost of a killer. <laughs> I bet you'll find. I mean, I don't know what the what the question was there, but 
perhaps he's just the ghost of a killer. Like, perhaps he is. <laughs> I love comments on stuff like that. Have I told you the amount of comments I've seen recently? Like, for example, you know, if the question to that was like, who do you think Spring Hill Jack was? There would be someone who would comment like, I've never even heard of him. Yeah. Perhaps he was the ghost of a killer. Yeah. No, I'm a ghost. I can do much worse things. Like, well, like what? Like, I'm going to carry on fondling people and do the odd slap. Like, aren't you going to kill anyone? Like, oh no, what do you think I am? A monster? Like, what kind of demon slaps people? Like, like ow. That's like no worse than like Dennis the Menace's dad, a man of violence. <laughs> oh, hello, Dennis's dad. Well, I do oh, have a name, you know, it's oh, Jeffrey. <laughs> I do have a name, you know, it's Jeffrey. You know what? For ages on those Beano comics, I was so stupid. It would say, thanks, Ed. Like, I know what you mean, Ed. And I didn't know it meant editor. And I thought, like, is Ed like like a character in it? I didn't know it. What a moron. God, if I still had all my Beanos, our, our going over like the political correctness of old Beanos would be quite funny. Oh, yeah, it'd be brilliant. It but yeah, sorry, I took you off brilliant. the subject of swinging. But, um, that's, that's a great finisher there. You should... No, that's, that's absolutely fine um, but yes I'll wrap this up for this week um, for this week I have and been Glenn and you can find us on Twitter at tgrumpetspod or email us at tgrumpetspod if you have any strange stories of bounding man <laughs> bounding man slaps man um, in the face like I've got one <laughs> <laughs> look this is the, this, this is my time <laughs> oh 